Hello listeners, on today's episode, we will be taking a deep dive into the Ogaden War, 1977-1978, a fight over territory in the Horn of Africa. Stay tuned and let's find out what really happened with your favorite host, Mignon Sar. An Overview of the Ogaden War Alright guys, so before we get into the ins and outs of the war, we need to know why it started in the first place. In the early 21st century, Ogaden was a part of Ethiopia, but most of the inhabitants were Somali. Therefore, Somalia claimed that the region should rightly be theirs. Before the late 18th century, Ogaden actually was part of Somalia. Ethiopia, as one of the few countries in Africa that were never colonized, took advantage of the instability caused by the British colonization of Somalia to take over the Ogaden region. An 1897 treaty with Britain allowed Ethiopia's continued occupation of Ogaden. Who do you guys believe should have a claim over the region, Somalia or Ethiopia? The Ogaden War began on July 13, 1977, when the Somali National Army, SNA, invaded the Ogaden region and made significant incursions into Ethiopia. The Soviet Union supported both countries involved in the war, so they attempted a ceasefire to stop the conflict. This failed and they withdrew aid from Somalia. Freedom fighters from Cuba, a Soviet ally, joined the Ethiopian army. Thousands of Cuban guerrillas and hundreds of Soviet advisors traveled to Ethiopia between October 1977 and January 1978. Communist nations were on Ethiopia's side, except China, which supported Somalia, This showed the Sino-Soviet split that was occurring at this time. SNA, the Somali National Army, initially had the upper hand in the war and by the end of July had captured over half of Ogaden, although the Somalis failed to take the city of Jijiga. By August, the SNA was advancing on the strategically important city of Diridawa but the Ethiopian army resisted the assault. A month later, the SNA were finally able to take control of Jijiga from Ethiopia. And in October, they tried to take the city of Harar, but were beaten by the Ethiopian troops. The troops had been strengthened by Soviet supplied arms. From that point on, the SNA proved to be no match for the Soviet backed Ethiopian army. The Ethiopians recaptured Jijiga in February 1978, then pushed the enemy troops back to the border. On March 9, 1978, Somali President Bare recalled the SNA from Ethiopia. The last SNA unit left on March 15th, marking the end of the war. Does that mean the Ethiopians won? 
The war losses were great on both sides. The Somali military lost about 8,000 men, a third of the SNA, and three quarters of its armored units. Ethiopia lost more than 6,000 people. Both countries were accused of brutality against civilians and the deaths of tens of thousands of people. This led to many refugees fleeing from the violence. How did the Soviet Union's interference heighten the conflict between Somalia and Ethiopia? Honestly, the Soviet Union should have never gotten involved in the Ogaden War. At first, the Soviets did have good intentions and tried to establish a truce between Somalia and Ethiopia. Unfortunately, it failed and the Soviets withdrew aid from Somalia. The U.S. applauded Somalia for breaking ties but did not try to replace their main backer and arms provider. Don't you think Somalia should have just given up at this point? They didn't have the means to fight back. Many Soviet allies took Ethiopia's side, leaving Somalia with very little support and military resources. Due to the Sino-Soviet split, China tried to help Somalia, but they were no match for the weapons and army provided by the USSR. The Soviets were pumping Ethiopia with arms instead of aiming for a civil solution. This only encourages violence. Were they trying to get back at China through Ethiopia and Somalia for breaking relations with the USSR, or did they actually want to help? The relentless attacks of the Ethiopian and Soviet troops forced Somali to back down. The thousands of deaths from the war could have been avoided if the Soviet Union continued the nonviolent techniques they started with. Or maybe they should have left Ethiopia and Somalia to settle their issues on their own. As the U.S. spokesman Carter said, African problems should be solved by Africans themselves. Well, this is all we have for you today, guys. Hope you learned something. Be sure to share your thoughts and feelings about this war. Do you think Soviets' interference heightened the conflict between Somalia and Ethiopia? Visit whatreallyhappened.com and let me know. See you guys next week, same time and same place.